Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ren Presents the Vegan. Um, today, I'm joined by one of my friends um, who is a little shy at the moment, but it's all about these little victories, as we just talked about. Um, moving forward, her name is Cindy. Say hello, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're actually here today to talk about a few different things. Um, it's, we're setting up like a general outline, even though I prefer to free ball these conversations. Um, we're here to talk about shame, perception, and um, self-doubt. Right when we, or right when Cindy came over today, she did mention something about, uh, do you mind diving into it, Cindy? Something biased? Oh, yes. So um, I recently came across something during one of my classes, um, the term confirmation bias. So let me just go ahead and read that real quick, the, the definition. So the tendency to process information by looking for or interpreting information that is consistent with one's existing beliefs. So this process basically is just talking about how we already have certain beliefs and ideas in our head. Um, so when we go out into the world, you interact with new people, learn new information, you come across something that contradicts that belief, our brain automatically is just like, No! Wait a second. <laughs> I don't want this! Yeah, and like that's not it, right. right. Yeah, they re it'll reject it, it'll dissect it, trying to figure out like the flaws, like, oh, this has to be false somehow. You know, but that's unhealthy because you're not looking at it on a broader perspective. You're like, oh, this is how I think of it and this is how it is. But I feel like the problem that we tend to have is we don't really step back and look at the bigger picture. Like, okay, well, this is what I'm used to. This is what I learned throughout my life. But, um, you know, if there's evidence, if there's studies, you're going to want to hear it out because the, the evidence, you know, it speaks for itself. You're going to want to go based on facts as opposed to just like what people have Emotions, taught you. Emotions, right? precisely. Yeah. You know, and I mean, have you ever done that in your lifetime where you were more focused on emotions and I guess not as fact based? Factual. <laughs> factual, factual, thank you. As yeah, as factual as you <laughs> Oh, yeah. I feel like everyone has, but um, as far as myself, I think it comes to the point where, um, you know, how I feel about myself a mm -hmm. lot of the times where. I believe that I'm this way and I'm only capable of doing things this way. So when I come across certain situations, it's just kind of like, oh, uh, like, I don't know. And that's how I end up, you know, kind of making excuses for myself. Like, mm -hmm. you know what? Like, this is not for me. Like, I can't do that. You know, even when I was working in Beverly Hills for a little bit at that salon mm -hmm. and it was completely foreign, you know, all of the things that I was learning was just kind of different from our culture, I guess you could say. Because we have a bunch of white people, mm -hmm. you know, and they act differently, speak differently. And I was just kind of like, I didn't think it was right, but I didn't think it was wrong at the same time. It was just different, but I couldn't get I like that mentality though about you, Cindy, because you were talking about how it was different. And it's not like it's so different or foreign to the point where you reject it. You uh -huh. were willing to like put yourself into like a brand new situation where you were not comfortable at all. Yes. No one forced you to do that besides yourself, you know? Right. And if you think about that, like, why did you want to put yourself into that foreign uncomfortable situation yeah well obviously i didn't want to you know but uh -huh. <laughs> um, i saw it as an opportunity to kind of expand and like i said before broaden my perspective i've been in this area i've been in i guess the 626 for a very long time um so we're used to the community we're used to the people so when you step outside of that you go farther west of la where all the rich white people are who grew up differently than we do um it's just kind of weird you know but i thought of it as an opportunity to branch out you know, get out of my comfort zone because I felt like at that time that's what I needed. Um, and I feel like I did learn a lot from that, even though I was only there for a few months. Um, but it was just 
a good experience. Even though it was uncomfortable, I feel like I was able to use the information and all of the experiences I used from that and apply it to my everyday life now, which I feel like that's why I'm also very good with kind of talking to people now, you know, customers or just, you know, just any random person. I feel like my small talk and like conversation and it's easier for you to have these short conversations, brief conversations, make small talk with people that you see you like here and there. Right? Uh, because it's nice to just connect with people sometimes yeah. like that, you know, it, it, sometimes it brightens their day too. Yeah. Like I went to the uh, craft store recently to go get some more yarn for my mm -hmm. knitting and there's this lady who had a, a shopping cart and she had all this yarn in there and I, I couldn't help but be like, oh, like, are you working on a project, you know? She was like, yeah, you know, like I just started knitting and I was like, me too, you know? And then we had like a short conversation while we were waiting in line and it was just nice. Like I know that she enjoyed this conversation, I enjoyed this conversation and I left, I went home and I was like, oh, that was nice, you know? It's just little things like that kind of make your day a little bit better. Like who knows, she might have been having a bad day. You made your day better and her day is a little bit better Hopefully. too because of this yeah. interaction, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, it's genuine human interaction. And like you mentioned, as we walked in earlier, um, also, before I get sidetracked, uh, my friend Cindy has started knitting. Um, she has been doing a wonderful job, even though it's hard, she beats herself but up. It's fun. You know, <laughs> it's fun. It's something that you just do because you enjoy doing it. You know, and nothing forced her to do it. I mean, I'm, to start things off, I mean, why did you get into knitting? I know we're going off tangent, but that's pretty much what we're here for to talk about, like mm -hmm. why we were able to do or why we do what we do and why we're able to overcome certain yes. obstacles. Um, I actually had thought about knitting for a while, but I never actually got around to it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, one day I, I was just, oh, uh, um, one of our patients that I delivered to, she gave me a beanie that she had made, oh, but yeah. she crocheted it. And she had told me to crochet, so I was initially going to crochet, but I was like, wait, but I also wanted to do knitting. And knitting, you can kind of do more with it. Mm -hmm. So I figured it'd, it'd be best to do that, but it was just, I wanted to make my own stuff. I was like, oh, this beanie's really cool. I got to wear it around. I want to make warm. more beanies. It looks good. Yeah, I want to make yeah. scarves. I want to make sweaters. It was just kind of like that, that experience alone kind of pushed me to just, you know, just start knitting. Like, what do you have to lose? Like, what's the big deal? It's not like it's an expensive hobby. It's not. Or anything. And it's on top practice. of that, yeah, you spend time, which is, you know, like I mentioned, our most valuable resource into making something. So in a sense, it becomes art in my mind. You know, you may not think of it mm -hmm. as art, but anything that you put together, anything, anything that you create is your own, like, bit of art mm -hmm. that comes from, like, you, you as a person. And it's a beautiful thing form when you put it... Form of right? expression. Exa exactly. You know? Yeah. And I remember there was one time you sent me a video of, like, you trying a new knitting pattern. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that? And yes. you were, like, kind of, like, talking to me about how, oh, like, this isn't easy, but, I mean, it's something you want to try to do, you yeah. know, cross-stitching or something? Was um, it? I forgot. It was, like, this one new stitch was called, like, a fisherman's rib mm -hmm. stitch. And um, it was it was a little challenging at first because I can't necessarily identify the knots. Um, obviously, someone who has been knitting for a long time, you look at the thing and you just you're like, oh, that's a good do. stitch, or oh, do that's this a one. stitch. Like yeah. you know, but I, I'm starting to get there. But because I'm learning this on my own, I'm learning it on YouTube. I'm watching videos. It's kind of I have to slow down the video. Like oh, okay, so, so that hole, like here? that, <laughs> exactly. So it's getting frustrating because I'll knit and I'll get it, and then if I mess up one row, I have to unravel the whole thing. Oh, that's so tedious. Just like, Damn it! Like that's, that's <laughs> difficult. Oh my again. gosh. But and you know, it doesn't stop me. It's just kind of like okay, at least I know now, so I'll do it again and I'll get farther. And that's one of the best things about you is the whole idea of like the fact that you're willing to 
fail you know like you're putting yourself out there and it may not be like the most the biggest thing in your mind but it is like you're challenging yourself mm -hmm. to try new things yeah. and even though there's times it doesn't go the way you want it to it's not going to stop you from continuing down this path mm -hmm. that you're on Oh, it can definitely get discouraging though. You know, you get frustrated. Oh, yeah. The tilt is yeah. just like. And if you're doing it for like this. 45 minutes, you gotta like undo it. And it just, it just keeps happening. Yeah. It becomes frustrating. Yeah. That's why I have to take breaks. Um, sometimes, like, I get too frustrated and I know I'm gonna rage quit. I'm like, okay, like, calm down, take a step back, relax, clear your head, and then get back into it so that you can, you know, do it at your best. Because obviously, you do things when you're irritated, when you're tilted, you're not gonna do very well. It's the same mm -hmm. thing when you play games play games right. or like go to school you're studying it's just yeah. anger clouds your judgment yes and it does like change the way that or it changes your thought process mm -hmm. it's not as great or not great but healthy mm -hmm. you know you may make decisions that you wouldn't make if you were say for instance in a clear mind state mm -hmm. you know and that's why they say like don't make decisions when you're angry because yes. that may not be the yes. best choice Very to be irrational honest. thank you yeah. And like going back to like shame, you know, like for some people that were to say, for instance, take up knitting as one of their pastimes, hobbies or something they enjoy doing, mm -hmm. they may just put it down after like hours and hours of frustration, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and that happens a lot, you know, like people pick up hobbies and they just abandon it after like a week or two because it's too challenging or they're like, you know what, I'm not capable of this. I'm just not going to do it. Um, but that's just kind of like our anxiety and our, that, that, that little voice voices in your at head. your head telling yeah, you that you can't you, do like, it. Oh no, you've never done this before. Just don't try. You're gonna suck, and yeah. sometimes you succumb to that, right? Mm -hmm. And it's hard not to, um, because I feel like we're also very comfortable with putting ourselves down. That's why there's that saying like you're your worst critic. Like we're constantly beating ourselves up in our head, and a lot of us don't vocalize it. So you know you're kind of used to it. You're like, oh okay, I've done this before. I always put myself down, um, so I'm just gonna roll with it because that's what I'm used to. That's what I do. I mean, people do it because it becomes so commonplace. Yeah. You know, like it just happens and you're not even, you don't even realize it's happening until mm -hmm. you self-reflect a few years down and you realize like, holy crap. Yeah, you look back. My subconscious yeah. is really mean to myself, yeah. you know? And something I saw on Instagram a while back was <clears throat> um, when it comes down to like the way that you talk to yourself, you know, like your subconscious mind, or if you're like at home overthinking, the way that you talk to yourself should be in the voice or in the mannerism of someone that loves you yes you know precisely. so just put yourself in someone else's shoes like someone that loves you and think about what mm. they would say if you were to put yourself down or demean yourself in such a manner and you're doing it constantly mm -hmm. you know so it's yeah. gonna have like really disastrous not disastrous but terrible effects on your psyche on yes. your overall well-being mm. It's a, you know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's something that I've, I've been trying to be more aware of. <laughs> um, but so I don't know if I've told you, but I have a, a younger sister. Her name's Minnie. She's 19 now. And she has really, really bad anxiety to the point where she can hardly go out. We talked about you know, this. Right? Yeah. So um, I understand what she's going through a lot of the times. And, you know, we have other siblings, but they're busy often. And I'm the only one who really sees her and interacts with her. So when I do, I, I see what she's going through. I let her talk to me. And I give her these things, like these little pieces of advice that help me. But um, obviously, I care about her. She's my sister. So I'm very like, don't do this to yourself. Like, don't beat yourself up, blah, blah. But then I go home and something happens to me. And I'm just like, you're fucking stupid. Like, how did you not know that? Da, da, da. Like, I'm so mean to myself. But why is it that I can be so understanding? That's the and voice of someone that you love. Her? Yeah, exactly. So that's something that I started to be aware of. So I was like, okay, if I can do this with her, then 
I should be capable of, you know, doing this with myself. Like, mm-hmm. why is it that us as humans tend to be so loving and caring towards others, but when it comes to ourselves, to our own minds, it's like we're so mean. Like that's the best segue into the whole idea or thought of shame because exactly shame is like a taboo topic. It's like for whatever reason we can't talk about it. Um, it's as if society or the people that raised us tell us like, oh, don't feel shame. Be strong. Like, don't ever feel weak. You know, and I kind of understand what they mean when they say that, but there's times that you you're allowed to be weak. Mm-hmm. You know, like well, you can't course. maintain well, yeah. you can't maintain that face forever. You know, and it ties into having like a good group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you need you know, that support system. Like yeah. everybody needs that. You yeah. can't get through anything without your friends and your family or your peers. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's tough though. You know, you can't help but experience the shame. And when that shame overcomes you, it's almost like a physical discomfort, right? Mm -hmm. Like, ooh, like, you don't want to go out, you don't want to see anybody. You're just, like, all in your head. It's like you're I've had moments where, like, even for my last birthday, I didn't really do anything because I didn't want to, like, put myself out there, especially during COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, so, like, imagine back in June of last year, that's when it was still kind of hot. Yes. um, In regards to the whole COVID-19 pandemic. So I was in my head a lot for the few days before my birthday, thinking, like, oh, should I even do anything for my birthday? I'm okay with not doing anything, Mm -hmm. to be honest. But I do want to see my friends, my family, Mm -hmm. my my loved ones. And I do want to, like, have dinner or rent a house and just party hardy, you know? But it wasn't the right move. Right. You know? And I did have some shame about that because why wouldn't I want to, like, celebrate the day I was born? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I, I love myself now. Yeah. It's gotten to the point where I want what's best for myself. Yeah. You know? Before it was like, oh, what's best for everyone else? Right. But I know. Uh, I remember. You were very like that. And I, I can tell that you have made some personal progress. You know? You are really focusing more on yourself. Oh, you're, not, <laughs> you're not standing yourself out so much anymore is what I feel like I'm seeing now. And I feel like that's affecting your your mood. You seem a lot more happy, more enthusiastic, more, you know, forward. You're forward thinking, I feel. So, yeah. you know, and like you can see it. Like it's, it's, it's blatant. You meet people, you don't even have to talk about it. You're just, you, they can see it in your expression and the way you talk. And that's another thing that it doesn't really have to do with today's topic, but it's another extremely important thing. It's first impressions. And for mm-hmm. us, like personally, for me, um, I don't put too much emphasis on it because I don't want my judgment to be clouded by the first meeting because mm-hmm. that first meeting could be trash. It could be crap, yes. you know? Yes. And to have that like first meeting, first meeting dictate like how you interact or how you see this person in the future is it ties back into what you were talking about, right? Um, I can't remember the phrase you mind saying it one more time. Was it confirmation bias or was it cognitive dissonance? I don't remember. This thing. It was. It was either confirmation bias. Okay, or confirmation cognitive. bias has something to do with um, beliefs and ideas contradicting, but cognitive dissonance is basically like kind of like a defense mechanism. If you tell someone who loves ice cream, ice creams, you can't eat that much ice cream because of the sugar levels, the fats. Um, they're not gonna listen to you because they love ice cream. They're gonna hear a. They're gonna hear ice cream truck and they're like, oh, but I still really love ice cream. I'm gonna go anyway, even though I know it's bad for me. I think at you that know? point it ties more into cognitive dissonance, even though it's not the exact definition. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, it does. Like they do play hand in hand. They yes. do play side by side. Yes, literally, really well was so much better. Yeah. So um, we got a little sidetracked earlier, but we did talk about how confirmation bias. Do you think that makes more sense um, in regards to like first impressions? 
First impressions wise, yes. So, you know, you can meet someone and I feel like a lot of people tend to have social anxiety just in general. Oh, some, yeah. are, some are worse than others, obviously. But, you know, because of that social anxiety, you don't come off as friendly or as open as you normally are. Um, so at that point, whoever you meet might think you're not friendly or like, oh, this person doesn't like me or they're not that good of a person. So later on, you get more comfortable and you're in a more familiar situation. And let's say that person tries to do something nice for you and you're just kind of like, oh, but my first impression of this person is not very good. So mm -hmm. they must be doing something nice because, you know, they're trying to get something out of it. Isn't or, that crazy how we know? like come up with our own narrative of people in our minds? Yes. You know? Yeah, exactly. And like that narrative could be true, it could not be true, but it's all like stories that we put together mm -hmm. to try to like define people. And that kind of ties into what we talked about with perception, mm -hmm. right? And you said something about perception earlier. Um, yeah, so perception is, I mean, it's a broad definition, but the idea of perception is just how we pretty much interact and you know resolve certain things in the world that we go through because there's so much going on right so much stimuli there's you know uh behavior feelings and even little things like knowing when you're moving in a car like that's perception you know so perception of yourself is just kind of like how you know yourself how, how you know you are and how you would deal with things that you come across so if you're mad at me my perception of it is going to be like okay, so why is he mad at me? What do I do? Should I approach him? Should I not? Should I wait for him to cool down? You know, so that's all perception. Um, and that's basically what we have to focus on because that's what helps us judge how we handle certain situations. That's actually a really good definition. You know, like when I think about the word perception, it doesn't dive too deep into it, but it makes a lot of goddamn sense the way mm -hmm. you put it, which is one of your like great strengths, Cindy. Like you're able to explain things really well to the point where you can make anyone understand it you know and it's, it's actually like a really great thing to be honest um well you just you know you have to understand it yourself these are just things that i was interested in you know so you kind of put yourself in a position where you can learn more about it and it just feels great to express those that, that knowledge that you learn to other people because you know these are things that will help other people even though at that time they're like oh that's cool whatever like they don't engage in it as much i'm pretty sure there will be times where they're home and they're going through something like that and they, maybe they that, that maybe like hearing you talk about perception or talk about or it's hearing anyone talk about yeah, certain just things. like the mention of it yeah. yeah because like you may not realize it but if someone does say for instance include you in their diet you know like they're listening to mm -hmm. what it is that you're saying it's their perception you're ever so slightly changing their perception of mm -hmm. how they see the world yes which is a beautiful thing you know and it's like instilling that seed of knowledge into them and whenever they're ready to use it they'll use it. Mm -hmm. It's all about putting the pieces together though, mm -hmm. you know, and that's another thing about um, like what we're going through. We feel shame because we're not all there yet. We feel shame because we're not where we want to be, you know, yes. but that's the thing about society now that <clears throat> causes concern in my eyes. It's the whole idea of like, they expect you to be like well-made, to be put together well, mm -hmm. but they don't tell you how to do so, mm -hmm. you know, and they make it seem like shame, like it's shameful to talk about shame. No, like mm -hmm. when it comes to shame or doubt or any of these things, you need to feel it. Yes. You need to understand and yes. accept that it's there so that you can move on from it. Otherwise you're gonna be in denial. Exactly. You can't be in denial for some things mm -hmm. like, especially when you know for a fact it's true, you know? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, um, we can only tell you so much. It's up to you to like figure out, oh, 
Yeah. I have an issue with this. I have self-doubt. I mm -hmm. have shame because of this reason. Yeah. So that's where your active consci consciousness plays in. So you know the problem. You know that you handle things a certain way. You know your anxiety tends to take over your mentality in certain situations, right? So it's up to you to be aware of that. And like, okay, if I hate feeling this way and I hate the effects of this feeling, then I'm going to do what I can to obviously mend it. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's basically what happened to me. I was just kind of really sick of how I handled situations. I was really fed up with myself and I was like, okay, what can I do to make myself better? What can I do to improve my situation? Because at the end of the day, you can have all the support system. You can have your friends and your family telling you it's okay. It's okay. You know, you got this. But if you go home and you're just like, oh, I'm shit. Then what was the whole I remember point? doing that for you. I remember, what yeah. Was the whole point, you know? <laughs> it's like our words fell upon deaf ears at that point because mm -hmm. if you don't have faith in yourself, you may be like the best violinist or best guitar player. Mm -hmm. But because of self doubt, you'll think, oh, like my skill set isn't worth it. Even though you play or you do things well, you know, you see like there's that spark that people have you know when they're having a conversation or playing music singing whatever it is that their hobby is you know they'll talk about it passionately like you do with the knitting like you do with just like the whole idea of perception and cognitive dissonance, dissonance. I, I forgot to say the word thank you that's okay <laughs> but yeah like that's how you know like the person that you're talking to has genuine, not gen, oh yeah, genuine interest in whatever the hell it is that you're talking about. Yeah. They provide you with some kind of feedback or mm -hmm. just their thought process on the entire thing. Yeah, which is great. You know, like there's no shame, there's no doubt, there's no like ill ill feelings or remorse or anything mm -hmm. negative. Yeah, you know. I feel like most of the time there really isn't, but you know, we we make it up mm -hmm. in our heads. Like I could talk to you about something, but and I know that you won't judge me, or I know that you won't you know, make me feel stupid about it. But in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about it because I'm going to feel stupid, even though he's not making me feel stupid, mm -hmm. right? And that's the worst thing about people too, because there's times like you talk to people and they make you feel stupid. Yes. Or they make you feel yes. like, like they that's make you doubt yourself. Yeah. And it ties into like, I guess like growing up and kind of figuring yourself out, mm -hmm. self-reflecting, because you'll yeah, figure out that Absolutely. there's people there that are kind of toxic they may not have like the most constructive criticism they have more destructive criticism yes. and it's not like they're active about it or they're entirely aware some people are just unaware of like mm -hmm. who they are or what they bring to the table mm -hmm. yeah. and that's what's like kind of troubling is that you're we're all kind of living in a world where not a lot of people are self-aware Right. They kind of are going with the flow. They're like, eh, whatever, you know, shit's shit. So It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's fine. It's okay for you to go with the flow and move on from things. But it at this point, it's like a level of unhealthy um, disassociation, I guess you could say. Do you think it has to do with the fact that, like, COVID made it... I mean, obviously, COVID made it worse, well, too, yeah, because we disconnected from each other for yeah. so long. Um, but do you think it has to do with just like society not talking about it or it being like a taboo topic because up until like recently i haven't heard anything about this mentioned anywhere well i know that it has been more it's been get, it's been getting more publicity i guess you could say uh, mental health. in a sense oh yeah. yeah definitely you know but i feel like we're still developing the resolution we're still trying to figure out how we can all feel better 
we're still dissecting all of it. Everyone, I feel like a lot of people now are just starting to experience anxiety and depression because they're isolated. And they're starting to like own up to it. They're starting to recognize that they have these concerns or issues. Yeah, and you know, and like, you know, our discussion earlier before we started recording, I talked about how, um, how people, they like 10 years ago, when people were going through depression and anxiety, it wasn't that big of a thing. It was, I mean, it was referred to as melancholy back in the 80s, 90s. Isn't that just extreme sadness? Exactly. <laughs> they were just like, oh, you, just come, really in, sad. Yeah, you come in and be like, hey, I feel this way. I have lack of motivation, this and that. I, I, I have no appetite. And they're like, oh, you're just really sad. Here, take some antidepressants and you're, you'll be fine. Like, they didn't really take it seriously back then. So we have that kind of like, we're a little behind on that development. And right now, because there's a surge of people developing anxiety, um, they're researchers, doctors or whatever, they're just like, oh shit, okay. This um, is real. This is real. And you know, our our you know, back then all of the doctors back then didn't make a big deal out of it. So obviously they that that generation of doctors didn't dive into it either. But now we're in this generation of anxiety. Everyone's like, okay, we have to do something about it because this is affecting the population. This is affecting our country. Right. When I think about that too, though, like if you think about um like the earlier years, back in like seventies, eighties, nineties weren't they dealing with a few more like widespread issues like AIDS or other things so a lot of the doctors like were spending a majority of their time trying to find either a cure or some way to make it better Mm -hmm. so maybe that's why there wasn't as much emphasis on um, mental health Mm -hmm. and things of the sort but now that yeah yeah go ahead now that we're healthier (laughs) we could um focus more on um these mental health issues (laughs) yeah so I agree they did have bigger priorities back then, but you know, because of our priority now, the pandemic, how it's affecting the citizens, the stay at home order, like this is our priority now. So it's just a matter of like, okay, it's about time that our generation focuses on this issue because back then we were too busy, right? There's so many other things going on. Um, But now we have the time, we have the knowledge, the experience to dive more into this and try to find a resolution that can help everybody, right? But at the end of the day, it's all up to ourselves as individuals to take action, to do something about it. So the question that I like to ask people when they're feeling like this and, you know, like, I'm tired of feeling this, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Okay, how tired of it are you? How tired of yourself are you right now? Do you not like the way you handle situations? Because you can continue to handle them the way that you always have. And you're going to get the same results that you always have. But if you want to make a difference, if you want to be better, like you said before, you have to step out of that comfort zone. You have to stop dwelling in it. You got to leave that shitty circumstance and put yourself into a better circumstance. And the only person that can truly do that is yourself. That's Mm -hmm. why like, I want to remind my listeners how much power they actually have Mm -hmm. to control or like how much control they have in their life. Yes, absolutely. But we're too caught up. You don't think about the actual control that you have because there's so many moving variables in your life, so many people, so many interactions that we lose track of that. So when you're home and you're isolated and you're sitting there finishing work or finishing homework, you're you're by yourself. You have no one to talk to and you're all in your head, right? So that's the perfect time for you to really self-reflect and think about like, okay, what can I do? What do I want to do? How can I move forward? But it's so easy to just stay in that bubble, right? And use that, um, I guess, bandwidth or your time to focus more on the negatives as opposed to finding solutions to Mm -hmm. whatever may be wrong. We focus on all the bad things that are going on in our lives, which is, it's honestly how it is for now. Mm -hmm. But if you want to make a difference in your own life, then understand that you yourself could do it. Like instead of mm-hmm. focusing on like, oh man, this bad situation, oh man, like this baggage, mm-hmm. focus on 
trying to find a way forward and mm-hmm. progress or move forward from that baggage, you know. And of course, you can sweep it under the rug, you know, like that's the easy way easy, to do it. Yeah, yeah. Right? But something that I'd like you all to realize is that even though you may feel, I guess, instant relief, it's going to present itself as a deeper seated issue further on or later on in life if you don't deal with it now. I don't know why I just looked at the, I looked at the microphone like it was a person. It's our people. I mean, I, I made eye contact with the microphone. Hi. Yeah. But, you know, I, I definitely agree with that. And it definitely does take a lot of strength to pull yourself out of that. Right. But I like to think of it as like, it's actually very easy. It's a very easy process, but it's a matter of consistency and how mm-hmm. well you stick to it. Like I could wake up and be in a bad mood because my dog had diarrhea this morning. That right? actually happened. So he, so. that actually happened that <laughs> way, yeah. yeah. So my dog, I woke up, my dog diarrhea all over my kitchen. Luckily there's no carpet, so Thank it's God. fine. Uh, but it was a pain in the ass cleanup, right? Mm-hmm. Especially I, right when you wake up, you're grumpy, you're exactly, like, God damn it, I'm, why? I'm tired, you know? No. And so I could have let that bug me for the rest of my morning. But I was like, you know what? I cleaned it up. It's fixed. It's fine. So I'm going to move on with my day. You're not dwelling on the one like moments yes, when it happens. Exactly. You but when, fixed it, yeah. you moved on, and now you're here. Yeah. But when you're in this state of like, um, you know, vulnerability and you're just all in your head and you, you're not, you're not in a good place in your head right now. So when little things like that happen, like, you know, like there have been times where you've had a bad day and a few things have already happened, but you didn't let it get to you, but more and more things keep happening and you're just getting more and more exhausted mentally. I had that happen so, a while back. It exactly. Was, it was right? the worst, but I mean, that was just one day in how many days we have in our lifetime. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm going to remember that day as the worst day of my life. Yeah. It was it just was a, a bad day. It was a crappy right? day, yeah. you know, but you but, wake up and you're like, today's a new day. Uh, today I have the potential to be better, to do better. Um, and you just got to think of it like that. So there'll be times where I wake up in the morning. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go see these people. I don't want to drive around. I'm, I'm tired. You know, I'm sleepy, whatever. But I go out and I'll be like, you know, I'm glad I have a job. I'm grateful to have a job because there are a lot of people out there who would kill for a job right now. Right. And I'll roll down the window. If it's a nice day, I'll feel the wind. I'll, you know, bathe in the sun, whatever. And I'll just be grateful that I have a life. I have a home to go to after work. You know, I can, I have never had to struggle with my bills before. Just those little things, if you bring them to your attention, it starts to snowball. And that's what I experienced was once I, like, I have to actively try to get myself in a good mood first, and then it snowballs from there. Same thing when you're already in a bad mood, it's going to snowball from there. You're going to keep being in a bad mood after everything you do, right? But you should just stop and be like, okay, what am I grateful for? What What do I have? Ooh. Right? So sorry, <laughs> sorry to cut you off. Um, it's something I've been trying to practice recently. Um, it ties into what you're talking about—the whole idea of like these thoughts that are negative or positive, and how they can snowball. Mm-hmm. What you can do is proactively take that step when things are a little more negative, a little more um, self-deprecating, mm-hmm. and you stop it. It's not easy, but mm-hmm. once you're able to do so. It just changes your mood instantly because as opposed to like driving it around really does. and like beating myself up for shit and like, okay, oh, wow, it's a nice day. Wow. It smells nice. Like it's just, it's beautiful outside. Yeah, Let's focus more on yes. things that we do have control over because yeah. say for instance, like, um, something like this morning, if you were to beat yourself up over or like be mad at rocket and yeah. let these things kind of snowball, then that just sets up the rest of your day for failure. You're setting yourself up for failure yes. to not enjoy your day, which is, 
You're basically setting the tone do. for the rest You're of the day. You're setting the tone. Yeah. And a lot of us do that where in the morning something may go wrong. And for the entire day, we're like, oh, this one thing happened in the morning. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. That just sucked. Yeah, it sucks, yeah. of course. But no one's telling you to continue to suck on these things. Mm-hmm. It's your own mentality, mm-hmm. you know. And it's something that you're going to have to work on yourself to bring yourself out of that rut or that conditions way of thinking and affect change. Because like we talk about all the time, we feel like we can't affect change, but that's the furthest thing from the truth. We can affect change with ourselves. And in the future, that change will be seen by others and it'll hopefully motivate them to want to change themselves as well for the better, you know, but it ties into like what we talked about, shame, perception, and doubt, like whether or not you deal with these issues on a daily basis, I don't know, but you have to identify them make sure that you're not in denial Mm -hmm. and like make it real accept it and then try to make a change for the better because otherwise you'll be stuck in the same set Cindy actually just mentioned something super important you know um, uh, I guess for a majority of the podcast we did mention like a few examples briefly of like what we did to change our circumstances and to bring ourselves out of that rut but I guess it's a great idea or it's great to set that example as well to like provide you guys with some things that we dealt with and how we were able to overcome it. And one thing for me personally is I used to have, I used to body shame myself a lot. You know, um, growing up, I was overweight or I would say even obese at a point. Really? Yeah. You know, I think it was like a, like, what's that thing called? BMI, body mass index. Index, And it's not accurate. You shouldn't like put too much, um, faith or judgment or like whatever onto that one, um, index yeah, <laughs> yeah. <pretty> much. <laughs> um but it's something i struggled with for a long time and it wasn't until uh i want to say like a year year and a half ago or maybe even two years where i started to take physical health much more seriously like we'd hit the track together mm-hmm. do some sprints do calisthenics like jumping jacks push-ups things of the sort using your body weight and once i started seeing the results that's when it became real you know the yeah. whole idea of like yeah you want this but how badly do you want it? Are you, or do you want it so bad to the point where you're going to go out of your way and get it? Mm. You know? So it's just a matter of like self pity, right? Mm-hmm. Like we sit at home and we're like, Oh, I can't do this. Oh, and I eat too much yeah, like, Whatever. Okay. Dwell in it mm-hmm. by all means. But if you really want to take action, you're going to take action. Right? So in my case, um, 2019 was a very hard year for me for some reason. I had a lot going on. I was stressed out on a number of things. So I was not in a very clear mental state. And everything that happened to me was like breakdown after breakdown, right? Like fucking crying. Like, I can't do this shit. Fuck life. Fuck this is shit. hard. You know, like, why me? Like, yeah. I, and I can do that all I want, you know, because that's what I was comfortable with crying and, 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 and pitying myself. Um, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't really do anything about it. And so then it would happen again, like a week the later. The next day, the next yeah, day, or like even, the next week. Yeah, like on multiple occasions. So it was just like, I was kind of like, okay, like I'm really sick of these circumstances. What can I do? What can I do? Right? So what do you want to do? You ask yourself that. Do you want to keep feeling like this? Then keep doing what you're doing. Um, but if you're really, if you really want change, if you really want to feel better, all you have to do is take one step forward and once you see progress one from that, foot in front of the other yes one thing at a time yes exactly so and a lot of a lot of the times this process can be 
kind of like two steps forward, one step back. Mm-hmm. Right. You make some progress, but oop, you know, a little. Something. And then when that one step back happens, you're like, fuck. Yeah. You start beating yourself yeah. up again. You fall into old habits. Exactly. But it's that's where the matter of consistency comes in. So you might have gotten over this one thing that you couldn't do before, and you're like, oh great, you know, you feel good about it. You're like, awesome. Uh, but you can't expect yourself to just be good from there. You have to practice at it. You know, when you're learning a new skill, you're gonna keep practicing. You're gonna fail. So I like to think of it, uh, you know, like that, right? That's another really good saying that just like popped into my mind. Um, the master and like any profession or art, the master has failed more times than the beginner has even tried. Exactly. Exactly. But you know what my mom always tells me because my mom obviously knows me very well and she knows that I don't deal with failure very well. Who does that? Honestly, like, (laughs) yeah, no, exactly. Failure sucks. It sucks. But what I noticed like from the people around me is they'll fail, but they'll get back up immediately and just keep trying and they end up successful. And in my head, why like I, I questioned I was like why am I so like surprised so, like of course they succeeded because they kept going they kept trying no matter how many times they failed they learned from that failure and moved on but for me whenever I failed it was always like oh of course you failed like why did you think you could do this and you know you're not capable of this like you suck and for some reason in my head I expect myself to get it down like quick but nobody's perfect. No one's like that. Athletes aren't like freaking, they don't go to the Olympics because they're naturally talented. They'll have natural talent, but they still have to practice. They still have to train. They still have to work. They recognize right? that they have, you know, a natural talent. Yeah. And because of, I mean, maybe mentors or someone out there that had faith in them, mm-hmm. they started to have faith in themselves mm-hmm. to the point where they believed that they could compete at the Olympic exactly. level. It's kind of like a placebo, right? Where all you have to do is truly believe it and it's there. But a lot of the times, like, if you are experiencing placebo, you don't know it's placebo, right? Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, it's just, you gotta kind of master that placebo. Yeah. You know, you wanna <laughs> turn it on, turn it off, right? It's a skill set that you have to master, you yeah. know? Um, it could be done for anything. It could be done for, like, doing your laundry like oh i'm the best at doing laundry or it could yeah, be like for like yeah too. it could be anything it's all about like the way that you build yourself up you know and it ties into you know your perception of yourself um how you see yourself how you view yourself and what you think you can accomplish mm-hmm. and all of this stuff can be done one step at a time mm-hmm. one day at a time um you may get to a point in the future where you realize like, hey, like I want more to happen. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're willing to put out more energy, more mm-hmm. effort to make your dreams come true, mm-hmm. you know? And I actually had a talk with someone recently and they were mentioning um, an interaction that we had. It was uh, a few days ago. I had finished work around 4, 4.30. We had come back here and I lifted weights with my friend Tristan. After that, I took whiskey for a walk or a run on my longboard. And then after that, we did jujitsu. Oh. You know? And when I think about that, that was an intense day. Mm-hmm. And the next day I had a nap because my body was exa- was yeah, exhausted. Of but that's my ideal day. You know, like jam-packed with things. Time. I had a good time. Yeah. You know, like I had genuine interactions at work. Mm-hmm. I had a wonderful interaction with my friend Tristan. Um, on top of that, I gotta walk my dog and spend some time outside, get some sun, do some cardio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cardio on my Fair longboard. Dog. Dog's yeah, my dog's cardio. <laughs> Me, I'm just standing there cruising on my longboard. It's, it's more of like a, a vibe thing. Yeah. You know? But it's nice, you know, feel the, the wind in your hair and your it's face, nice. you know, the sun. And then jujitsu afterwards, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I think back to it, 
That's a jam-packed day. Normally, like after work, people are like, "Oh, I'm done working. I'm gonna go home and chill." Mm-hmm. Like, no. Yeah, that's not- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. See, and that's the thing about it. Like, that's okay up to a certain point, and yes. then you figure out, "Oh, I want more." Yeah. Like, I want everything personally. Like, I want everything. I want to be able to take care of my people, mm-hmm. my family. Just, I want everything. Yeah. But to get everything. I have to pretty much put myself out there and I got to do everything I can to make these dreams come true, Mm -hmm. you know, and it could tie into the fact that when I was younger, um, I didn't really have that motivation, you know, like I was okay with doing nothing the entire day. Mm -hmm. And that happens on several occasions, more than I can count, to be honest, you know, so in a sense, it's kind of like me making up for progress I could have made before. Yeah. Yes. Like in a sense, but it's a beautiful thing because I'm happy where I am now. I don't beat myself up over my body. I can take off my shirt and be okay with it. You know, I look good. I feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, we're putting ourselves out there more than we ever have before. And it's because it's happening ever so slightly, ever so slowly, but we're starting to have, we're starting to have more and more faith in ourselves and what it is that we do and the energy that we bring to the table that yeah. makes us feel, I guess, I want to say powerful, but it's the whole idea of self-worth. Yeah. It gives you more determination, more grit, mm-hmm. right? So every little thing you go through, you have that grit to push you through it. Like, you know what? I'm capable, I'm capable of getting over this. And you do. And you move on with your life and you do great things, right? And I guess that's where manifestation kind of comes in, mm-hmm. right? Where um, if you're after a certain thing, your mindset is kind of, I guess, wired to achieve it no matter what you do. So you're constantly... Putting yourself in situations where you will you will reach it, but you're unknowingly doing it because your subconscious is already telling you to be in these situations, mm-hmm. right? So like, oh, I really wanna, I really wanna like be a, a great knitter. Like, I wanna know how to knit blankets and all this crap and do all this, right? So I'm gonna like, I'm I'm genuinely like excited. I'm genuinely interested. So I'm gonna go to the store or I'm gonna you know like go to you know there's like certain craft stores, but like OP craft stores. So there's. I'm sorry, there's an OP craft store? An yeah, there's like, um, craft store. I forgot what You know, like, you think about craft stores, I think Michael's, Joanne's, like, whatever else out there. Yeah, Michael's and Joanne's, right? Yeah, that's what I think that's of, too. But there's, like, certain places where they'll only be, like, there for knitting or mm. only for painting, mm. right? Like, special tools that you can't get at your average craft store. So you go there. I didn't even know that. Yeah, exactly, which is crazy. So, you know, if I put myself out there, then I'm going to be exposed to new things, right? I'm going to see this, like, maybe this book, or I'm going to run into, like, a person there who could give me some insight. Like, little things like that. You know, they come to they come to you, <laughs> right? Um, so that's where manifestation comes in. That's where, um, you know, you have to want it. How bad do you want it? And that's like the main question. How bad do you want to change your circumstance? Because you can't say, I can't do it because of this and because of that. Those are just excuses because I'm pretty sure there are a good amount of people in the world who have been through worse and come out of it successful. Mm-hmm. So literally none of us have excuses. There are people with no limbs, no we arms, We do no have legs, excuses. You know, you know? Like, I got to be honest with you. I don't agree entirely there because the excuse is like mental health too. You know, like, Oh, yeah. That's, so, that's you know, thing. Yeah, so your mental health like affects like how you feel about it. So that's why you come up with those excuses, mm. right? But when you're rational, when you're clear-headed, when you sit down and really think about it, like, okay, why am I upset? What can I do? And that's a practice that you have to engage in every single day until it's second nature. Mm. And that's what I've been practicing. Every day I'll stop and think. 
So you ever in a situation, you ever come across a situation, like I, I learned this acronym called STOP, right? It's called, so the S is for stop. The <laughs> T is for take a breath, right? Like, okay. Breathe. And then O is observe. Okay, what situation am I in? What can I do about it? And then P is for proceed, right? So you just- Oh, wow. That's actually it. pretty, pretty good. Yeah. So I actually refer to that acronym a lot throughout, you know, my, my life lately. And it has honestly helped me a lot. Like How'd you come across so that, that acronym? I was listening to a meditation podcast. Well, no way. Surprising, right? No, but yeah. see, like, that's a beautiful thing about it. Like, you realize that there needed to be some kind of change and you've been making incremental changes here and there to your lifestyle. You know, it's, there's no shame in using a meditation app. I have one too. I use Calm. I don't use it oh, often. Oh, Calm's good. Yeah, yes. Calm's good. Yes. Use um, Calm. It's good. Yeah, Calm's great. <laughs> A little advertisement, you know, for future reference, but... Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> um, that's the thing about meditation, too, or, like, the whole process of, like, meditation. Like, no one teaches you how to do it. Um, there are apps out there that you can use to, I guess, get a better understanding yeah, of like it. like, it'll guide you in the yeah. right direction, you know? But it's up to you if you want to keep going there. And hearing that acronym for the first time, that's great. Stop. Take a breath. Don't tell me the next one. Oh, don't tell me. Observe and uh, proceed. That's yes. that's genius, you know? Because sometimes people will just act on a whim, <laughs> you know, like based on emotion or based on different things. And that's great if you're like an artist, you know, like you're painting or you're mm -hmm. creating something. You need that creativity. Yeah, you yeah. need it to be like on a whim as opposed to, you know, overthinking because, I mean, I'm sure there's times you've done like paint nights where you like go somewhere and they mm -hmm. guide you on how to paint like mm -hmm. a, a portrait. It's fun, but if you start to overthink things, it makes it drastically more complicated. It's too complicated. Yeah, Way they just yeah they tell you paint a line, do this, you do it. Oh my god, it looks the same. Whoa, what are the chances? Oh, like it's there for a reason. That guidance is there for a reason. But I guess because of ego, we're like, oh fuck that. I do it myself, and I'm a win. Like no, stupid. Like sometimes yeah. you need to to take a lesson from you know the people guiding you or anyone that may be guiding you, and change things up. You know, like if you continue to see like recurring problems in your life, that's because you're allowing them to happen. Mm. It's like the universe is sending you a message like, hey, this keeps happening. Are you going to do something <laughs> to fix it? No. Yeah. Okay. Then keep suffering. Yeah, you know, like the universe exactly. doesn't give a dab if you're unhappy. Mm -hmm. So that's when it comes to like, it's okay to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of us don't think about that. Um, I definitely did it and recently I was very in my head and my boyfriend Jeff was like, look, you know, you gotta know when to ask for help because he knows that I'm the type of person who tries to just figure everything out on my own. Like, it's fine, like I, I can figure this out. Um, but that just creates more stress on my shoulders, right? How mm -hmm. easy is it for me to just call my mom and be like, hey, I'm going through something, you know, I can have some insight. Words of wisdom. Yeah, and it's so simple, but we're too in our heads to think that we're like, oh no, it's kind of embarrassing or, oh, like I should be able to figure this out on my own, so shame. I'm going to. Yeah, so that's where shame comes in. And we're too caught up in that, that you end up stressing yourself out more, creating more problems. When there's resources yeah. readily available that yeah. you can tap into. Precisely, so that's why uh, a while ago when I had hit you up after we hadn't talked in a while, it was because I was, I was going through a lot, you know, in my head and I just really needed to reach out. I had to extend myself to, you know, my friends um, because even though I like hadn't talked to you in a while, like the friends that I were talking to still at the time, like Emily and April and Ashley, um, I still didn't want to bring it up for some reason. You know, I was like, oh, it's fine. I don't want to burden them. 
I can figure it out on my own. But it got to a point where I can't do this alone. I, I need help. I need support. And we all do. Um, so that's when I reached out. When I did, I felt better. I felt more backed up, right? Like I had support. I had people that I could lean on if I really needed to, if I really needed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously you don't want to get to the point where you're solely relying on other people, right? Don't be codependent. You yeah, know, exactly. That's, 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 that's unhealthy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, awareness. You just got to know when to ask for help, when to do things on your own. And I know it can be hard to gauge that process, but it's all upon experience. It's okay for you to mess up. It's okay for you to not know better because you didn't know. But if you learned something, you can you should apply it. If you're making the same mistakes, um, then that's that's a fault, right? But it's okay for us not to know things. But I think we're all caught up in trying to be better, trying to be or trying to be the best. Yeah, trying to be the best immediately, right? Because our society makes us feel that way. That could tie into instant gratification. You know, I'm not yeah, too sure if um, that too. There's a That's direct correlation, but it does make sense to me when we we talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know how we just want things now. We can pay yes. money to get things now, yes. and when we do something brand new, we want it to be good now. Yeah. Like no, no, no. Mm-hmm. You need to take your time with these things, and there's no shame. Um, admitting that you suck like my first podcast wasn't the greatest but as they proceed they're going to get better and better i'm going to have mm-hmm. more and more people on there yeah um, it's just about putting yourself out there and overcoming that initial fear yeah you know and i saw a post recently talking about fear and how fear is intangible but apparently fear is something you feel mm-hmm. you know you can feel it in your bones and in your being and I feel it, it in my stomach in my stomach <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, for fear, you have to acknowledge it's there mm-hmm. so that you can move past it. Because if you don't take a hold of fear, fear takes a hold of you. And you become someone who's just, I guess, not synonymous, but right there alongside fear. It's like fear has taken over your persona. So you're scared to do things. You're scared to put yourself out there. And that's okay. I was scared for the longest time. I still am to this day, you know? And the only reason why I can say that openly is the whole idea of like, oh, we're talking about vulnerability. We're talking about ways that we can improve ourselves and growth in a sense, mm-hmm. you know? And just like growing alongside, alongside all the people that we talk to is one of the most rewarding experiences because going back to what you mentioned, when you reached out to me and we had that conversation, we got Starbucks, we just drove around mm-hmm. talking shit, listening to music. Mm-hmm and learning like you opened up to me and i'm pretty sure a while after i opened up to you about some of my concerns Mm -hmm. you know yeah which was a very like welcoming and i really appreciated that though because i know that that wasn't something that you could do very easily and i you know from our conversations prior conversations prior to that um you had mentioned that it was hard for you to be vulnerable because of your you're basically your confirmation bias your whole life you're thinking oh i can't be vulnerable i shouldn't be vulnerable i'm not supposed to be you know, so when you're you expected up, to be strong, yeah, you know, but that's not necessarily what it means to be strong. And I don't know if you heard this study, but apparently people who cry more often tend to be more um, strong willed than those who don't, because I guess supposedly, you know, if you don't have the strength to express yourself and, and cry and let yourself feel those feelings then you know, there's something going on up there. I used to right? think that way too. And I would beat myself up because I haven't cried. Like when my dad passed away, I didn't cry. You know, I'm not too sure why. Well, it could be like 
it might have been overwhelming. Yeah. You know, sometimes you feel like an overwhelming sense of certain emotions that you can't even react to them. Yeah. It could also be me disassociating. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you might have been uncomfortable with that circumstance. So, yeah, yeah your, your brain is naturally going to try and disassociate. For a while, I was actually beating myself up over that. <laughs> um, and I realized it's something I can work on, you know, and I realized that I do tear up. When I watch movies or listen to songs, because it and makes that's me feel fine. Some type of way. Yeah, that's totally cool. It feels it feels so good. Like I think I watched. Um, I know I, I teared up during Moana. Okay, Moana oh, was such was a, a good, good movie. movie. Oh my god, yeah. that was a really good movie. I teared up during Soul. That was a really yes, good movie. Yes. Um, and something that was recommended to us by some of the workers at Kalua Ranch. <clears throat> um, it's a movie called Finding Ohana. It's on Netflix. It's a pretty oh. good flick. You know, it does have more of like a kid vibe where it's like better for like families. But that's great too because... They have good messages. Yeah, so. that's yeah. the thing about all these movies that they're putting out. Like if you're actually watching the movie, because I can tell you like there's times I'm like watching a movie, but I'm not really watching a movie. I'm scrolling on my phone or like... It's Yeah, it's like background <laughs> noise. But when you sit down and you listen to like the different kinds of medias out there, yeah. there are like very sincere genuine and profound messages that you can take away from it. You just have to be paying attention, you know, and that's kind of why, like, I talk to all my friends about how important it is to take your face away from your phone and actually, like, live in the moment, Mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. And that's one of the reasons why I kind of got rid of a lot of my social media. Um, I'm not on Instagram anymore. I mean, my account's still there, uh, but I don't have the apps anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, All I I have is TikTok and Snapchat. Mm -hmm. But even then, I don't really go on, on there that often. But it was because I, I really wanted to take a step back and just enjoy my life. I feel like before, I was always on my phone. I was on social media. I was comparing my life. I was seeing how other people were doing. I was just like, oh, like, I wish I was doing that. Or, oh, I could have been here if I just did this. Like, I was just beating myself up for no reason, right? But once I stopped and I noticed that I was feeling better, I was looking forward to my days more. You know, I was like, oh, like, before, I, it was such a drag to walk my dogs. I was like, I don't want to walk them. But now, yeah, I just want to stay home. They're fine, right? But now it's like, I want to walk them. I look forward to going out with them and, you know, just taking a stroll down the street, the sun, let them them play in the grass. Letting them enjoy their life. Because they look happy. Like, they look so happy when they're out there. And and, and it makes me happy. That's how you know it's love. Even though at one point or another you don't want to do it, you do it because you enjoy seeing your dog's happy. Yeah, and then that ends up making me feel better. And so I now want to walk them as opposed to before when I was feeling like, Ugh. Yeah, same. Whatever, like right? whiskey. I have a husky. He's a big dog. He's a big <laughs> he boy. Needs, he's, he needs to walk, you know. Um, so I take him out for walks. If not me, then my sister. But um, he needs that stimulation. You know, huskies are like working dogs. Mm-hmm. So if they don't get that working, they're restless. They may be anxious. They may have like other issues that they deal with and you don't think about it it's just like oh it's a dog they're fine mm-hmm. no that's not true dogs are living okay like dogs have feelings and stuff and you can tell like Cindy walked in saw whiskey and was like oh this dog is playful like, he's, yeah, he's like, this guy too. got energy he's yeah. got energy <laughs> you know and just imagine like you have all of this energy to use in a day and you use it on what overthinking mm-hmm. or different things that may not be productive in a sense so while you're beating yourself up for all of these things that you're overthinking, you're also going to beat yourself up at the end of the day for not doing anything. Exactly. So do you see yes. how like this toxic cycle will like continue to repeat itself until you change 
You know, yeah, it's not easy. You yeah, just like, gotta do one start with one thing. Like, go yes. for a walk. Go outside and walk. Exactly. And like, smell the air and look at the flowers. Like, when's the last time any of you guys smelled a flower? I mean, you don't even have to walk. You just go outside of your house and just sit. take a few deep breaths. Yeah, just like, sit there. <laughs> that, that's even enough. You yeah. know, like little things like that. And I feel like no one thinks about the little things. And those are we the take ones it for that granted. help you. Yeah. We really do. Yeah. Little things guide you onto the bigger things. But, you know, like you said, instant gratification. We want it now, now, no, now. No, no. Like, I want to feel better now. But nothing worth having comes easy, right? As they say. All that good stuff takes time. Yes. And it ties into the other episode, like prosperity through perseverance, mm-hmm. where if you want to prosper, if you want to be whatever your definition of successful is in the future, then you're going to have to work for that. You know, like success to me is not the same as success to Cindy. It could be different, but there is that same overall message or blueprint mm-hmm. to success. It's the fact that you have to work for it. You don't just get success. You don't, it's not like someone's going to be like, here, success, here, success. You know, Unless like, you're lucky, yeah. you're born into like, you know, old money or something. But even then they have their own ideas of success too. Yeah. And right? they still have their own like set of problems because say you're born into like old money or you're, Working in a, your family has like a high powered company. They own all of China. Or yeah, <laughs> and like they throw you in, and they expect you to do this, but it's like but I don't want to do it. <laughs> you know, like I don't care. Like I try yeah. to do what I want to do, like maybe art or writing or something, yeah. or like be an engineer or whatever the hell it is that you're passionate about. Who knows? You know, like even for the people that have millions of dollars, that doesn't mean that their life isn't hard. They still have their own set of issues. Mm-hmm. Like money doesn't solve anything it does solve a lot of stuff if i want to be comfortable superficial stuff, yes. yeah like if i, if I want to okay superficial but like also a home you know because i thought about that like before i felt the same way with the superficiality of things like oh fuck all that designer stuff like, yeah <laughs> but i realized that recently like i bought myself something nice and i was like damn this feels good how can i do this more oh make exactly. more money make more moves That's what like, Jeff does all the yeah time. get these yeah. things you know and it's like it's rewarding in the sense that i know that i worked for this and if I want to continue to live this lifestyle, then I can continue to progress, to make more money, to or take better care of myself. And in the end, who knows? You know, like I could be living the life I want. I mean, that's pretty much the goal, right? To be living the life I want. Like I want to be podcasting in friggin' New York or like take off to San Diego, which yeah. is what I'm doing this weekend. I'm just gonna go to San Diego and like take the day to myself and like ride my longboard and like eat food in San Diego. Yeah, enjoy yeah or like go do a podcast in friggin'. Antarctica, oh no, um, Alaska. I don't know, Alaska. like, so, yeah, not Antarctica. Penguins. Are there penguins there? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Can someone let us know if there's penguins there, please? <laughs> but yeah, like, when you put yourself into these, like, new circumstances and new situations, like, so many doors open. Mm-hmm. Like, you're one of many people that I have lined up for an episode. I have so many other people that I really want to talk to because they for whatever reason, have had a profound effect on my life. Like I met someone, I think yesterday, (laughs) we had like a five minute interaction and just like the energy that she threw at me was like looking in a mirror. It's like me, you know? That's always great. Yeah, so like I got her number, we're gonna have a podcast and it's it's fantastic, you know, like these like small interactions or short interactions with people. But because like I kind of know who I am now, it helps me understand like, oh my gosh, me and this person are a lot alike. Mm-hmm. And if we were to get together and have a conversation, then sheesh, like who knows? We were going to go. Vibe, yeah. yeah. It's just like talking to myself and like we're bouncing ideas off one another. It's like reciprocating energy is vibes. Yeah. yeah. 
you know? And I'm always looking for that. You should be looking for that. Well, when you come across that, you know instantaneously. You're like, oh, crap. Like, okay, we're on the same wavelength. I don't know you, but I want to know you more. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's so exciting, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like with COVID and everything, it's especially hard to come across that. Mm -hmm. So when you do, it's like a gift, right? It is. Thank you, universe. (laughs) Yeah, like, thanks. I wasn't expecting it, but you're the best. Must have done something right, right? Honestly, yeah. And that's kind of like a... A gentle reminder that you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, yeah. the appreciation of things that you normally take for granted. It's like coming back to reality where we're no longer stuck in social media. We're no longer stuck in those mobile games or our little vices that we have, be it mm-hmm. drugs, alcohol, games. Like anything you do in excess becomes a drug in my mind. Mm-hmm. You game too much, that's a drug. You have too much sex, that's a drug. You eat too much, that's a drug. It's all just different vices that we have. It's good to detox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, but you need to detox yourself sometimes, you know? Even a detox from like social media, like that's still just as important, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's at home, so they're kind of bored. They will be on social media. Um, but I think, I think we're all aware of the effects of social media though, right? We all know how it affects us, how it affects our lives. So if you're in a position where you feel like you know some, some that people don't, you know, but I feel like a good amount of this generation is our right? generation. Yeah. But yeah. think about Gen Z. Yeah. My like niece, Gen Z, you my know, nephew. Well, as you, I don't know if you saw that study, but obviously a lot more people have been developing anxiety, depression, even before COVID because of the economy, the inflation, um, homeowners going down, um, millennials thinking that, Oh, why can't we buy a house? Why can't we find a good job? Especially in LA. Right. But it's just like, you got to remember why you're here. You got to remember like, look, I know I'm feeling this way, but what can I do about it? Right. And social media isn't going to help you. Um, it, it can inspire. I'll admit there, are, there are inspiring posts, inspiring things on there, but it's up to you how you intake all of that information. You can look at it because everybody perceives success differently. Like my sister, she'll see someone successful and that, that makes her feel better. It's like, oh, I'm so happy for them. Like, I'm glad, right? Um, but personally for me, when I see successful people, it doesn't, I'm not necessarily jealous. It's more like I could have been there if I had stuck to whatever I was doing or I could have been there if I just did this. But I'm just dwelling in the past at that point, right? So I have to be like, okay, what can I do now? Like I have time now so I can use that time and relocate it to me doing something useful instead of me using that time and energy to do bullshit. You know what I saw recently? Do you do cookies? You do love baking, you know, and there's no shortage of people that like baked goods. Like I love cookies. Yeah. I would pay money for cookies because I love cookies, you know, like cupcakes or things of the sort, you know? Uh, Yeah. I was baking for a bit, but I feel like, um, that's something you want to pursue. It's more of like a, a love or like a hobby or it's something i feel like baking was something it's still something i genuinely love and want to progress in but because of you know just time recently and every time i do bake now it doesn't come out how i want it to and i know i'm sounding stupid right now but you're not sounding stupid you're being honest like it doesn't come out the way you want it to and that's another thing that's important like you have standards Mm. for like the way that you want these products to come out but that's how you know you care it's something you actually care about you don't want to unhealthy amount at some point where everyone around be like oh it looks good it tastes good it tastes great but i'm like no the texture's wrong or oh no it didn't rise right throw it away 
Like that's just immediately how You better not be throwing away cookies, dude. If you throw away cookies. Okay, cookies, come on, man. Like cookies, easy. You don't need to throw that yeah, shit away. Unless you say, overbake it. If I was you about to say, it. like, I'll, I'll eat it since give me some milk and I'll eat it. Like uh, an overdone cookie. Not burnt, right? You're talking about Not burnt, but I'm talking like, like it's already crispy. crispy outside, like once oh, yeah. you get out of the oven. That's when it's overdone because it's still, oh, yeah, still yeah. supposed to be soft. Even though I do that often. Yeah, that's it. it's not good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I feel like that's also something that I have to work on. It's just like, it's fine. You haven't baked in a while. You can't expect yourself to be as good as you did before. It's okay. But I can't, I can't help but get discouraged. You know, I'm doing, I'm like, what happened to me? Where did all my skills go? You know, but I feel like they're just sleeping right now. My skills need to right, be this, this exercised a little you... bit. And so what you mentioned earlier, the whole idea of like letting or rage quitting, you know, like it it's may not tough, come out the way man. you want it to. Yeah, it's tough. But, you know, I feel like I've gotten better with my rage quit. Mm-hmm. I, I now have to actively pull myself away first and calm down. Because mm-hmm. before I'd be like, no, I'm just going to get it done. I'm just going to get it done. So I'll just keep going, keep going, keep failing, keep failing because I'm tilted. Mm-hmm. But when I step back and I go back into it with a calm head, it's like, oh, okay. what was I even, What was I even worried about to begin yeah, with? And then the cookies come out I well. Mean, you're like, oh, gosh. Yeah. And it kind of gives you some insight for yourself. Like, okay, like now I know. And you can apply that next time around. You're making strides forward. You know, you're not going to like continue to beat yourself up. You may do so ever so slightly here and there. But you're you're moving forward. Mm. You know, it's like, a good feeling though, and I feel like we're all capable of that. Um, but you know, everyone, given the circumstances, it just it's a matter of taking that first step mm-hmm. alone and sticking with it. You know, it's okay if you take that first step. It's a little unfamiliar, kind of pull back a little bit. But just give yourself time. Be like, okay, I'm not comfortable with this right now, but mm, there might be a situation where I can do it. And you're gonna come across that situation and be like, oh. Oh, Hi, Whiskey. Hi, Whiskey. He wants attention. Yes, he does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the grunts. <laughs> but you know, it's okay. It's okay to fail a few times. Just get back on the horse, you know? Mm-hmm. And you might need to take a few weeks, a few months to recuperate, but it's just a matter of whether you're going to get back into it. Just don't completely quit, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's progress is different, goes at a different pace. And everyone has like a different mentality about failure and success, you know? The general guideline is, or a blueprint in my mind, is to fail and continue to fail until you succeed. In the sense that you may bake cookies one day and they're not good. The next day you bake them and they're fantastic, you know? And And it feels that much better, right? It's like like a sense of... I persevere. You persevere. (laughs) You made it through and look at where you are now, you know? It's all about being yeah. kinder to ourselves. Yes. Because you don't recognize these changes off the bat. I didn't recognize these changes off the bat. It took me this whole year to pass by for me to realize like, oh, hey, I, I am a little different. You know, like I think about, I would think about the situations I've been in the past and how I handled them as opposed to now. And that's when you see that change. Like, oh, okay. And then that pushes me to go forward. It makes me feel like, okay, I am making progress. I am being consistent. If I stick to this, I'll be in an even better place than I was like right now. I might be better next year. And then the year after that, even better, you know? So it's just trust the process. It's our uh, longest podcast to date. And I would like to thank my friend Cindy for being such a, such a great guest, (laughs) to be honest. Sorry for the, uh, you know, slip there, but um, any closing remarks? Yes, whiskey does. No, I just wanted to say thank you for this opportunity. It felt really good to just openly talk about this. And I hope that um, this helps someone 
or some people, that'd be nice too. It's already helped the two of us by, you know, opening our minds up. But mm-hmm. just thanks for joining us today, guys. Um, yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, until next week, uh, I'm actually going to be recording another episode in San Diego this week with a friend of mine um, named Eli. Um, I look forward to, you know, hearing feedback from all of you and until next time, it was a pleasure. Bye. Bye.